You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily Florida State Seminoles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Seminoles podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Wayne McGahey, third Florida State beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. And Florida State takes on Boston College tomorrow, Saturday, 3.30 p.m. with, uh, you know, with Florida State's bowl hopes, postseason hopes, 36-year bowl streak on the line. Um, the Seminoles are are two-point underdogs at home in this game. Um, you know, it's Florida State's lost three straight by a combined 98 or 97 points. It hasn't been a good uh, a good past month for Florida State um, since the start of the Clemson game, but Florida State's this is of this is of the teams that Florida State's faced so far this season. This is the easiest game left on the schedule, or of the past five games for the Seminoles. Boston College is ranked number twenty-two in the coaches' poll, which is what I use because I work for USA Today. But you know, the um, the Eagles have been good this year, but the numbers actually behind them aren't that great. Um, they don't, you know, they haven't been run, running the ball at the same level that they have. AJ Dillon's kind of had a down year. Um, he still has what eight hundred? No, I'm sorry, he still has nine hundred and thirty-six rushing yards and eight, eight touchdowns, which tells you all you need to know about the talent that he is. This has been a down year for him. Uh, he's been he's been dealing with injuries and all that, but he's still an exceptional running back. He ran for 149 yards last season against Florida State. Um, most of you will remember, even though you try to forget, the 35-3 thumping that Boston College gave Florida State last year. I was in Boston for that game, and it was just as miserable in person as it probably was for uh, everyone watching on TV that's a Florida State fan. But Florida State's, you know, Florida State has a chance in this game right now. They're 4-6, and 2-5 and five in the ACC, and th- there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff on the line. I mentioned the, uh, the bowl streak. 36 years, if Florida State wins the next two games, it'll be 37. If they lose one of the next two games, it will end at 36 years, which is the longest bowl streak in college football history. It passed Notre Dame last season. Um, So Florida State's, you know, if Florida State loses to Boston College, it will be the worst ACC record Florida State's had since joining the conference in 1992. Uh, the winning season streak dating back to Bobby Bowden's first year, um, you know, it, that'll be broken. It's 41 years. Bobby went, I believe, uh, five and six in his first year as head coach and then, you know, had a winning season every season after that. And Florida State's had a winning season every year since 1970, uh, since 1977, the 1977 season. So, there's a lot on the line for Florida State and Florida State head coach Willie Taggart, and I was been looking through the numbers and as abysmal as Florida State has been in this as Florida State's been over the past three games, you know this game is winnable. There, there's, you know, there's there are paths paths to victory, or at least I should say a path to victory, and it all comes back to Florida State being able to stop the run. Now, if you were watching the uh, game at Notre Dame last week, Florida State gave up 365 yards on the ground. Dexter Williams averaged 10.2 yards per carry and had over 200 yards rushing against Florida State. I mean, Florida State just couldn't do anything to stop them. 
if that happens again against Boston College, it's going to be a blowout. It will be. There's no. There's no question about it. If Florida State isn't able to stop the run, there's no. They have no chance of winning this game. Like that. That's it. Point blank, hands down. Absolutely no chance of winning this game if they uh, play the run the the way they have the past two weeks against North Carolina State and Notre Dame. Now, if they can limit the run game, I'm not saying stop the run game. I'm saying limit the run game to where you know it, it makes it difficult and. And Boston College is forced to throw the football, and you know Anthony Brown throws the football. Then it's not, um, you know, it's not exactly the uh, the worst situation for Florida State. He's comp- he's completing only fifty eight percent of his passes. He has sixteen touchdowns and five interceptions. He's not the, you know, he's only thrown for fifteen, almost sixteen hundred yards this season. He's not exactly the most prolific passer in the ACC. I mean, Florida State's played three really, really good quarterbacks in. Um, well, no, I'm sorry. Florida State played two really good quarterbacks. You know, I was thinking that Ian Book played, but he did not. Um, you know, Brandon Wimbush played, and he's obviously not a very good quarterback. He was benched. Um, Florida State did make him look good in the first half of that game, but he's, you know, really not a good quarterback. Notre Dame just pounded the way to the victory on the ground, um, thanks to some Florida State turnovers. But if... You know, if Florida State is going to win this game, they're going to have to limit the run game and force Anthony Brown to um, to throw the football, and that can't happen if Florida State gets down again. Um, you know, you go back and and you look at Florida State this season, and they've been down by double digits in every single game except for Northern Illinois and Miami. Uh, you know, against Virginia Tech, obviously Florida State lost twenty four to three. Samford, they were down. I believe sixteen to, uh, yeah, sixteen to three at one point. Uh, it's that Florida State's been down by double digits in every single game but two so far this season. So, you know, if Florida State falls behind again, this is a team that can run a ton of clock, can you know just beat you up on the ground. And basically, you know what they did last year was they took Florida State's will to play the game. Florida State quit in that game. Uh, they. F- the offensive line for Boston College and the tight ends and the wide receivers just physically beat the defense down, and A.J. Dillon just ran all over the Florida State defense. And I don't expect that to uh, that to change this year. I think um, that's going to be the same plan that you know Boston College is going to line up and say, stop the run. You know, it didn't work for Florida State against Notre Dame, and we'll have to see if it works against Boston College. Um, but... If if Florida State can limit the run game and limit turnovers, I mean Boston College is one of the most opportunistic defenses in the country. They have twenty three turnovers, which is fifth in all of college football. Um, they uh, they have uh, fifteen interceptions. Hamp Cheevers, the safety for Boston College, is tied for most in the country with six by himself. But you know if if Florida State can find a way to limit the turnovers, which it hasn't done and stop the run, which it hasn't done, then they'll have a chance in this game. Boston College's defense has been vulnerable to passes down the field. They're, uh, you know, they're, I think they're about 65th or 70th in 20-plus um, yard passes allowed, and Florida State's in the top uh, top 25 in that category. You know, if Florida State can find some big shots down the field, um, then they'll, they should be able to find some success on the offensive side of the ball. But I, this isn't a game where I think Florida State's going to get the run game going. I think they're going to they're going to struggle a little bit, you know, as you know, throughout the entire season. 
really, they've struggled to get the run game going. This isn't a game that I think they're going to finally get it going. And um, I think uh, you know, it, it's, it's basically on the offensive side of the ball going to come down to whether or not Florida State can hit enough big plays in the passing game to, uh, to win this one. Um, so Florida State's got, a, got its work cut out for it against Boston College. There are paths to victory in this game. I didn't think that Florida State stood a chance against Notre Dame. I didn't think they stood a chance against Clemson. I thought they would beat NC State, but that was before the defense just completely laid down and and um, yeah, couldn't really stop anything. You know, they couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop the pass. And, you know, it is what it is. But this is a game that Florida State could win if things go right. But, you know, it's still going to take a uh, a better effort than we've seen from the Seminoles over the past, you know, past few weeks. In the next segment, we're going to talk about uh, the players that I believe will have success in this game, the players that I think have to have success in this game for Florida State to win. And then the final segment, I'll give my uh, my prediction for the game and how I see it going. Um, so... We'll get into that in just a minute, but before we do, are you sick and uh, sick and tired of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see Florida State win? Then you've got to check out Sling TV. $30 a month gets you ESPN, the Pac-12 Network, the SEC Network, and many, many more channels, but there's no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel any time, and you can stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. So if, you, if, you're, if you're still looking and fighting with cable, You've got to check out Sling TV, and Locked On listeners can get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com forward slash Locked On. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com forward slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So don't miss out on the next big game because you're still fighting with cable. Thanks for sticking with me. As we head into this second segment, we're going to talk about some of the guys that uh, that I think are going to have success in this game. And... I'm going to start it off with Tamorian Terry. He had a couple drops against Notre Dame, um, but I still think he, o- overall, I thought he actually played played well other than those two drops. I mean, obviously, those are those are killer. Those are, you know, he, he, made, he made some mistakes on those. But o- other than those two drops, I thought he actually played pretty well. And this is a game where Florida State's going to need, need to take advantage of of being able to throw the football downfield and Boston College has done a really good job of uh, of creating turnovers and interceptions and Terry's a guy who can go up and is going to win you you know the 50-50 ball more chances than not he's the big play guy he's you know he's big he's strong he's fast he's athletic he has a great wingspan body control he's a guy that can you know go up and get a ball that no one else can um so yeah, I think he's going to have a lot of success. He has 554 receiving yards this year with seven touchdowns. He only has 29 receptions, but I think he's going to. Um, I don't. I don't know that he's going to lead Florida State in receptions in this game, but I do think he's going to lead uh, lead Florida State in receiving yards and probably touchdowns too. Um, I think I think Florida State can find a lot of success throwing the ball down the field, and I think he's going to be a key part of that. The next guy that I think will have success in this game is going to be uh, defensive tackle Marvin Wilson. Wilson, you know, Florida State's defensive line hasn't been great over the past, you know, three games. But this is, uh, but Marvin isn't really lumped into that. He's playing extremely hard. He's playing extremely well. He's getting double teamed a lot. 
you know, teams are taking note of him and trying to make everyone else on Florida State's defensive line, um, you know, make them beat them. So Wilson is still playing hard in a, in a game like this where it's going to be physical up front. I think Wilson is going to uh, going to have a big game. He might not have a big game on the stat sheet because, you know, defensive tackles at, at this level rarely have huge games as far as stats go. But I think he's going to be a guy that is going to push the pile up front. That's going to be the, you know, going to be the rock that this defense needs. He's going to be the physical guy, the guy who sets the tone up front on defense. And I think it's, that's going to go a long way for Florida state. You know, they need the guys out there that are going to, they're going to fight every single play. And Marvin is definitely one of those guys along with Brian, Brian Burns. Um, I'm not sure that Burns is this. I mean, this obviously isn't a great game for Burns. He's a pass rushing, uh, you know, he, he's a great pass rusher, but he hasn't been great against the run and against this type of offensive line that's just power and just going to move you. Um, Burns might be more of a detriment at defensive end rather than a um, a plus just because of his because of uh, his size. I mean, he's only 238 pounds, maybe 240. You know, if Florida State can get the bigger defensive ends on the board and maybe uh, play Burns at, say, linebacker a little bit, um, you know, just just for stopping the run, then that might be uh, might be an avenue to get him get him on the field more and have him make a, a little more of an impact than he normally would in this type of game. But the last guy that I think is uh, is going to have some success in this game is linebacker Dontavious Jackson. Jackson is a uh, run-stopping linebacker. He's physical. He plays hard, you know, every snap he's in the game, and this is a game for him. You know, it's it's a game where he's going to be able to get downhill, you know, fight off blocks and and make plays, and I think he's going to uh, going to come out and do that. So I do I do believe that you know Jackson's going to have a very good game, and uh, this is the type of game that's really going to fit what uh, what he does well. Now moving on to the players that I think have to play well if Florida State's going to be successful. And number one is is DeAndre Francois. I mean, he's um, he, he's played well at times this year. You know, Florida State's op- offensive line is obviously limiting what he's able to do um, this season. But he's you know he's still not running the offense exact like the way it's supposed to be run. He's still not making the correct reads. He's still not making the pre-snap reads that he needs to make. And, you know, against ranked teams this season, and Boston College is ranked, so remember that. I mean, that Florida State's played a lot of really good ranked teams, um, but against teams that are ranked this season, Francois is completing under 49% of his passes with no touchdowns and three interceptions. He's averaging 4.8 yards per attempt. Um, it's just, I mean, he's just not been very good when the opponent is high caliber. Now, I'm not saying that Boston College is equal to Clemson or Notre Dame. That's, that is far from what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, in, in games like this where Florida State is playing a higher caliber of opponent than, say, the teams that they've, been, that they've beaten, um, like Wake Forest and Louisville and Northern Illinois and, and Samford, um, he's he struggled. You know, so it's he's a player to watch, obviously, because he plays the quarterback position and everybody's gonna watch him because everybody watches the quarterback. That's what happens. But he's a guy that has to has to play well if Florida State's gonna have any chance of getting a win. He's gonna have to limit the turnovers, he's gonna have to uh get the ball downfield and he's gonna have to be accurate because Florida State 
um, is really going to need him to uh, to be better than he has been the the last two games he's played. So um, the next guy that I think has to have success for Florida State to win this game is Nyquan Murray. DeAndre Francois clearly it, he's he's clearly Francois's number one target. That's that's who he goes to. Um, they've been, you know, really good friends even before they came to Florida State, and he's been his number one target this season. And Murray's gonna gonna need to step up and make plays. He made a play against Louisville that won Florida State the game um, earlier this season. He's gonna need to step up and have a big game because Francois is obviously gonna continue to target him. And um, if he's not playing well and and not engaged, then. You know, Florida State's probably gonna gonna struggle this season or in in this game because um, they they continue to uh, go back to him. So he has to be engaged, he has to be locked in, and he has to be ready to make a play at all times, um, even when he doesn't expect the ball to come to him because it's still probably going to come to him because Francois kind of locks in on him at times. Um, and the final, I guess I'm gonna cheat a little bit. The final players that I think have to have success for Florida State to have success in this game are the defensive ends. Um, I talked a little bit about Burns, and he's not really included in this. Um, Burns is going to play his tail off the entire game. I mean, you know what you're going to get from him, but it's, you know, Josh Kando and Wally Amy and Janarius Robinson and maybe even Dennis Briggs. Briggs got some burn against Notre Dame. Florida State has got to get production from those guys. They have to be able – they have to be willing to step up and play the run. They have to be willing – to you know, put their noses in there and fight physicality with physicality. That's what Willie Taggart said on um, on Monday. Is that the the only way to to beat a, a team like Boston College is to fight their physicality with physicality. And last year that didn't happen. This year, Florida State's defensive ends have to step that physicality up. They have to play with an intensity that you know we really haven't seen from them this season. So I think those guys absolutely have to step up if Florida State's going to find success in this game. All right, and so that'll do it for the second segment. In the uh, in the final segment, I'm going to give my prediction for the game and why I believe that uh, the game's going to go that way, and then my thoughts on maybe what happens after. But that's going to do it for this second segment. We'll be back with the uh, third segment in just a second. Thanks for sticking with me as we head into this final segment of the Locked On Seminoles podcast, the last Locked On Seminoles podcast before Florida State takes on Boston College. And the Seminoles are uh, two-point underdogs. Florida State has lost you know, by 97 combined points over the last three games. It's been a blowout. And you know we're going to have to wait and see how Florida State comes out. I'm, I'm not of the opinion that Florida State wins this game. I think the bowl streak ends. I just don't see, I I just don't see Florida State playing a clean enough game to beat a disciplined Boston College team. Um, Florida State's fallen behind early, consistently. They turn the ball over consistently. They play undisciplined football consistently with a bunch of penalties, and I just don't see that changing this season. And I don't see it changing in this game. Um, so yeah, I. I don't see Florida State's run defense all all of a sudden magically getting back to the point where it was before uh, before the NC State game, and I don't see you know Florida State's run game getting going against this uh, Boston College defense. I think Florida State will make some plays, <clears throat> excuse me, and I think Florida State will keep it close. But I, ultimately, I think that uh, 
too you know too many turnovers, too many penalties and crew and um, too many crucial mistakes in key situations are going to uh, doom this team because you know that's that's really what's happened all season long. They've just made mistakes at critical times and put themselves in holes too big to uh, to overcome. And if they if Florida State puts itself in a uh, in a big hole in this game, Boston College is going to just run and just continue to run and shorten the game and just say, uh, you aren't as physical as us, we're just going to run over you. And we'll have to see if Florida State responds to that. Um, they haven't responded to it well this season. When teams have punched them in the mouth, they've you know really struggled to, uh, to punch back. And I'm not sure that's something that Willie Taggart and his, uh, the coaching staff and the players can fix fix this season. So... Um, I think Boston College win this wins this game. I've got the Eagles thirty one to twenty one. Um, I do think it could be you know closer than that, but I feel like Florida State. You know, I, I I've said it. I think Florida State's just going to make too many state many mistakes to uh, to stay in this game to win this game, and I think Boston College is going to take advantage of that and just run the football all over Florida State. Um, probably not as efficiently as Notre Dame did, but they don't need to. I mean, if AJ Dillon comes out and has 150 yards in this game, um, it's you know it's it's probably going to be a struggle for Florida State to win, especially if Florida State continues to give up short fields. Florida State's been uh, notoriously bad this season um, as far as giving up uh, you know great field position to opposing teams. And you know, giving up short fields and allowing you know fifty-yard scoring drives rather than seventy-five. You know, it may not sound like a lot, but it's a big difference. You know, it's just one more chance for uh, for a team to make a mistake. As Florida State has found out this season, because their field position has been uh, pretty bad most of the year, and Florida State continues to make mistakes as they you know move down the field. They move the ball a little bit. This happened a lot against Notre Dame. Uh, they had 12 drives, seven ended in Notre Dame territory because Florida State just made a mistake. So, you know, it's it's a it's a real struggle. For, it's going to be a real struggle for Florida State to win this game, and I just don't believe that uh, they're going to be able to do it. Um, we'll have to wait and see, obviously, but that's uh, you know that that's just my belief on how the game goes. You know, if that happens, then the Florida game is next week. Yeah, it's basically. Everything, you know, everything's going to land on on that game. You know, Florida State's already lost to Miami and Clemson. They can't afford to lose to Florida. No matter what happens in this game, Florida State cannot afford to lose to Florida. But I'll talk about that um, in a podcast uh, later next week. We'll discuss it then. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked on Seminoles podcast. Um I hope you, that you've enjoyed it. If you have, make sure to like, favorite, share, do whatever it is you do on your favorite podcast website, um, just so that you know when the next uh, next episode comes out. That uh, should be Sunday. It may be Monday, depending on how much uh, work I have to do, because Florida State does have a lot of a lot of highly ranked recruits coming in. Three, five stars, a four star. There's four. There's five official visitors. Um, you know, for Florida State, uh, four on four for football and a fifth for basketball, and then a bunch of other talented recruits are coming on to uh, coming on campus. So, Florida State's going to uh, going to have a pretty busy weekend on the recruiting trail, and um, I might have to uh, 
go check that out on Sunday. But I'll try and get a try and get the reaction from the Florida State Boston College game done on Sunday and get that out to you guys so that you guys can enjoy it. Um, but that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. I really hope that you've uh, you've enjoyed it. Um, uh, for the Locked On Seminoles podcast, I'm Wayne McGahee the Third. Have a wonderful day.